after a lackluster performance that did get them a win, the Chiefs got some good news on Monday. Pops is back today on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everybody. It is another day in Chiefs Kingdom, and now with a couple players coming back, one in particular that you've been waiting for. We're going to break it all down for you. Go over this game top to bottom in all the stats. We have a ton coming for you, but thanks for making us your first listen here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It means your team every day for free on every platform, starting here on YouTube where you can like and sub to the channel, as well as hitting that bell, and that'll give you some notifications when something does go on, like tonight when we're live. And then also check out the rest of the Lockdown Podcast Network because they got a ton for you as well, and we're free on every platform everywhere all the time. Check it out on Spotify, on Apple, as well as all the other uh podcast platforms because if it's a free podcast you can find us there we're brought to you today by game time and that app is super simple just create an account use our code locked on nfl and you'll get 20 dollars off of your first purchase it's last minute tickets it's lowest prices and it's guaranteed this is going to be a lot of fun because hey one of the good things that's been working for the chiefs is about to get another boost we're going to go over today in detail as well as who still has to figure themselves out who stood out against the Patriots and what can they do against the Raiders? I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com, as well as RGR Football, where you can see all of our film and stat breakdowns as well. But Craig's going to give you all the third down stats, the quarterback stats, the cap stats. You can find all of his work at Chiefs Corner. Make sure you check that out as well. A lot to go over here, but the biggest news is the biggest news, and that is that Andy Reid revealed today that not only is Isaiah Pacheco going to be back for the Raiders game, and Matt Derrick did do a great job in the presser of clarifying that it is for the Raiders game, as well as the fact that he was actually cleared last week, and they gave him an extra week of rest, and look what Clyde was able to produce. I'm pretty pumped about what this two-headed monster looks like right now in the ground game. This is going to give the offense a lift. Do you see any way that this is in – preparation for what they might do down the stretch well i think it's great that they're getting popped back i think that they absolutely need to be able to run the ball a little bit better uh and you look at what ch was able to do in the in the passing game which was great uh but he wasn't able to run the ball very effectively so getting popped back should be able to help that in that scenario which should open more up on the offense and pacheco has also been doing really well in the passing game as well so i do think that it could be a dual uh, thing for this Chiefs offense, which would be a positive for them overall. Yeah, I, I really like that concept, the one-two punch. And let's be honest, that was against the the Patriots defense that's just very, very good against the run. They're not going to see that next week against the Raiders. And I wore the locked on in gray today just for, for those Raider fans who might be tuning in. Hey, guess what? Run game coming at you. Makes me kind of happy. But that one-two punch, Clyde's really provided – not just the, the pass catching, but a little bit of, of physicality in there as well. I really like the concept of back and forth. Preserve Pacheco a little bit. I don't know about you, but I'm, a, I'm just a little bit concerned that overall it's, it's two seasons and it's two injuries to the same shoulder for Isaiah Pacheco. No, it's definitely something that you have to worry about, uh, especially that specific position where you're taking that kind of pounding on a week-in, week-out basis. I, I do think that that's something that you have to worry about and you have to be a little concerned about. Um, and nothing against Pacheco, but this is probably why running backs are somebody that only lasts usually three years in the NFL. Uh, and I hope that's not the case for him, obviously, but that you know the reality is, is that injuries come, especially at that position, because you're taking so many hits on a regular basis and you're taking hard hits. 
Uh, so it's definitely something to be concerned about, especially since it's the same shoulder. Um, but it is kind of interesting that they just had surgery and they're already having him back the same week or within a week. I guess it'll be almost two weeks by the time that the game happens on Monday. I, I agree with you. And if you haven't heard as well, folks, we're going to get to uh, a couple of other things. But the news of the day here within the last 15 minutes is that uh, Sky Moore has been placed on inner reserve, uh, effectively ending his season. Technically, I think you could squeeze him back before the end of the season for the playoff run, but I don't expect that to happen. And Justin Ross has been added to the roster in the consequence of that particular move. Uh, more from Matt Derrick is, is coming in shortly, so we'll have that for you. But that said, additions and subtractions. I thought the interior run game yesterday was good. I think that doubles down on feeding the minimum of 16 carries to your lead back. Now, if you ha- that lead back happens to stay Clyde this week, I'm going to be okay with that and, and take a little pressure off of Pacheco. Let him come in. Give him, I don't know, eight carries. That's a nice round number at 24 for me that I really like, but it also doesn't put all the emphasis on one back, and I think that's a plus for this offense as well. Yeah, and I do think that if you get him a lot more carries, I think that it's going to be helping the offense. But the question I have is do you want to go that direction already uh, this week? I think that you know you split it out between Pacheco and – uh, CEH and McKinnon, and maybe you're not going to get the same yardage that you would get from Pacheco running all those plays, but you're absolutely right. You have to take it a little bit easy on him. Uh, they said that he could have returned against the Patriots. They held him out another week. Uh, this Raiders team, while their record isn't great, uh, they're looking a lot better than they were a couple of weeks ago with that huge win against the Chargers. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, you can't take anything granted, especially this season, and that means – uh, as that stood out, which we're going to talk to uh, and about next, have to still continue to push their game. This is not a laydown ball game. I know that there's a backup quarterback in the whole nine yards. Well, he can throw the ball too. And it also means the guys have to step up their game. We're going to talk about Kadarius Tony later in the show and very specifically what to expect because I think there's a lot of misconception around here. And Andy Reid, I think, clarified it for us today. We're going to cover that for you too. But first, want to give you the lowdown on maybe the best way to get your tickets. And for me, I'm always trying to get to Arrowhead here last minute because you never know when the schedule is going to open up. Uh, I was able to grab tickets to a Packers-Chiefs game that I just had to go to a different state for last minute. Game time helped me do that, and they can help you too. It is the best way to find out, A, where you're going to be in the stadium, what that view is going to look like. It'll help you determine whether you want those seats or another. They're guaranteed. They'll give you 110% back of any difference if you find the tickets cheaper anywhere else. And it makes their app super, super easy to use. Gives you the flash deals and the zone deals in the area of the stadiums or the venues because it isn't just for football, but we all know that's why we're here. But you can get concerts. You can get other sports as well. The whole nine yards, it's all there in game time, and you want to go check it out. That's super simple to do because all you have to do is download the game time app, create an account, and use our code LOCKEDONNFL. That's super simple. It'll get you $20 off of your first purchase no matter where those seats are. So, again, download the game time app, create an account, and use our code Locked on NFL for 20 bucks off of your first purchase. It's last minute tickets, the lowest prices, and it's guaranteed. A lot of guys put in an effort. It was not just Clyde yesterday. Uh, we we could talk about who and, and what had the biggest impacts, but certainly we talked 
Rasheed Rice ad nauseum last night. Um, by not talking about him today, we're not trying to slight him. <laughs> so for those of you that are, are fully on the Rice bandwagon, we're totally with you. But there are other players, and I think probably my fault, but we didn't talk defense enough. We didn't talk, I think, Noah Gray enough. I think the offensive line put up a good effort, and I, I think I'm comfortable with Wani Morris uh, in a down-to-down basis a little bit more because I saw a little bit better recovery uh, when I rewatched the broadcast. I haven't seen the 22 yet, but hopefully we'll do that here within the next 24 hours. Coming away from it, who else stood out to you on the positive side? Chris Clark is going to say... I think you've already mentioned the guy I was going to talk about in Morris. I was impressed with what he was able to do. Uh, I thought he played well. That's something that if he can continue to do that, I think that Kansas City is going to be in a great spot for the future. The question really becomes, uh, you know, are they going to switch back to Donovan Smith? I don't think they should, but Andy Reid is the guy that usually goes with veterans, so that's something to wonder about. I, I agree with you, and I'm glad that you bring that up because, yes, that, that would be Andy's, I think, normal maneuver. Um but I think he should forego that this time because I don't think you gain enough performance on the field by Donovan Smith taking back over uh, that you lose in not being able to continue to evaluate and get reps and improve on Morris right now because that has a direct effect on what happens in the next draft cycle. As soon as this season is over, we're going to start talking tackles and wide receivers. There are no two other positions that we're going to talk anymore about. So what we're going to have to do is – just figure out what you have before you can move forward and go from there. So I think it's a bigger detriment to making that change than it is whatever small improvement you might get on the field right now. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that they need to continue going down this way and they need to play the rookie. They need to see what he has. They need to see. And and this goes back to not just Wanya Morris, but it also goes back to the wide receivers as well. You have to give some of the younger guys a, a little bit of a chance. You have to give Tony more of a chance. I know people are not going to like that, but you have to. Is he going to be a guy that they plan on having around next year? We'll have to see. But this is where you make that decision. You you give them more opportunities. You see what he can do. Uh, Sky Moore obviously isn't going to be playing since he's an IR. And it is a question, I, and I can't find the answer to this. It's usually four games that a player has to be on IR. Whether or not he's able to come back is going to be a question. But the other question is, is, if Kansas City could find a way to get the one seed, would he be able to come back after the bye week in the playoffs? Don't know the answer. Uh, so it's a it's a big question whether or not he'd even be available. Um, but regardless, you have to play some of the younger guys in this situation. You have to find out what they can do. And I think that Wanya Morris has, deserved, has played well enough to deserve more snaps. Uh, obviously, you're going to make arguments that Tony hasn't, but he still needs to play because I guarantee you the team is pretty much to a point right now where they can see that MBS isn't in the future. Uh, so it's how many wide receivers are you going to need in the future? Yeah, I, I agree. Total volume is something that you're going to have to get to. But we're going to talk about Tony coming up and, and clear up what should happen and what will happen. Uh, those are two very different things, in my opinion, right now. But on the defensive side, Drew Tranquil's return, I think, went unheralded enough. Um, that's probably on me. I should have called that out a little bit more. Um, I do think... I mentioned Justin Reed last night in the post game, but on further review, uh, even better performance from him that, than I was happy with at the time. Uh, you you got to have that, especially with Cook out. And I, I do feel like 
Cook's presence is something that was missed. We don't have any update on him yet. Andy Reid didn't have any uh, injury updates today, but we're going to get that soon. I, I want to say by Wednesday we should have an, at least an idea. It will be asked whether it will be answered or not will be a different thing. But um, obviously highest rated player on the defense yesterday was LeJarrius Sneed. But the one who stood out to me, who didn't really record many stats, to tell you the truth, uh, Chamari Connor graded out, according to PFF, as the second best player on the coverage side yesterday. And I will take that all day long if I can get that from a rookie. Well, and the big question with Connor is, is he going to continue playing what he has been playing with safety? I think that you have to with Cookout, uh, him playing the third safety. But it sounds like Spags wants him to be maybe the slot corner at times. And if he's able to do that, then you put McDuffie on the outside. And I think you got to feel really good about what you have as your pass defense, which is interesting because that also means that they they see him as a better fit for uh, the defense than maybe a guy like Joshua Williams and Jalen Watson, who I know aren't slot corners, but you're still going to be putting them on the bench to have Jamari Connor come in and play that role. Yeah, and Joshua Williams was a scratch yesterday. So I, I think well, there's, there's, I mean, there's opportunity there. If you're not going to be on the field in any given reason, whatever that reason is, yep. uh, you're going to let somebody else get some reps. Now on the pass rush side, it was Chris Jones. It was Chris Jones. Uh, Mike Dana came through. Lou Chanel came through. Uh, he, uh, They both topped out pressures for Char- then Charles Menehue and Derek Naughty, who both got sacks. So it, it was to the point where uh, four sacks on the day, but it, it didn't quite come – in recognition of how many pressures were produced. So I like that it's still varied and it didn't have to be, uh, as we talked pregame, it didn't have to be a ton of the DB blitzes. We know Jalen Watson got home at that uh, one point off of the corner blitz, but it wasn't like it was a steady diet of DB blitzes all day. It was a lot of just front four basics, send the linebacker every now and then, and they got it done. Yeah, they still got 19 hurries on there. Sorry, they still got a total of what, 25 pressures of some sort? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, four sacks, two hits, and 19 hurries. That's pretty good. Uh, and you're right, it wasn't a ton of DB. I'm trying to see. I don't see. Maybe there were a couple of, of pressures or hurries. Obviously, you have the sack for Watson, but it was mostly the defensive line, uh, which is very uh, something that you got to be very happy about. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that goes a long way. So the question then becomes, who else can step up? I'd like to see uh, the safety duo there a little bit more from Mike. Edwards experience goes a long way and I do need to see him put out a little bit more I'm not sure what happened to George Karloftis yesterday he had probably the best matchup on the field and for whatever reason he was chipped fairly adequately I have to say it wasn't like they ignored him but he wasn't able to generate a whole lot of pressure and I, I wasn't for lack of effort I thought he gave good effort and I thought he was playing with a good pad level so uh, I just think he needs to get back on the horse and, and I look forward to that because hopefully he'll take it out on the Raiders yeah, you can hope, and that's definitely going to be something that's going to be needed. He's going to need to have a big game. Uh, shutting down the passing game against the Raiders is going to be tantamount, which they were able to do the first time a little bit. Uh, they did have a little bit of struggle in the first half against the Raiders last time, but they need to be able to shut it down because I do think that they're going to see a heavier dose of Jacobs uh, in this one. Yeah, I think that's easily what the expectation should be if they want to get a win. But who needs to step up? Canaries, Tony, we're going to tell you exactly where he's at and where he needs to be and who else is with him that maybe is flying under the radar because of all the noise that is being created right now about Canaries, Tony. We'll do that coming up next. 
We are getting ready to head into the season, into the new year. And one of the things you want to get ready for when you're a new when you're in business is you want to hire the best call quality candidates out there. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. That is why LinkedIn is fantastic to help you find uh, great people for your business. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and much quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. There's nobody bigger on the plate right now and in the crosshairs of Chiefs Kingdom than Kadarius Tony. And I'm I'm pleasantly surprised and happy to see that in our chat, and folks, we are live here on Locked On Chiefs, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day for free. <clears throat> and as we go live, there is um, a healthy group of people that are pointing out some of these specifics about the Kadarius Tony situation. And I think that it's very worth it because – Cutting Legarius, uh, I'm sorry, cut Darius is not an option. Uh, you're just foregoing money. You're taking weapon off the field. Andy Reid did speak out today uh, in his presser uh, today that yes, he's got to do a better job catching the ball, but also continues to reiterate that he is a special guy once he has the ball in his hands and that he has ability that other players don't have. So while a benching could be a discussion and I think probably could be warranted. A cut, I don't think is. Do you disagree? The reality is that I don't think Kadarius Tony is going anywhere. Uh, say what you want. I mean, I understand people are frustrated. I know it's the second time that he's done that exact same thing this season uh, that's cost Kansas City and cost them pretty big. Luckily, it wasn't uh, potentially a game-changing situation this time around. Um the reality is, is there's only so many draft picks. There's only so many guys that are coming into the NFL. I think he's here in 2024. I could be wrong. I still think he's here in 2024. It doesn't save them anything to cut him. And you don't find his type of talent when it comes to the way he can move and what he can do when he gets the ball in his hands. And that's the key, in his hands. <laughs> uh, you just don't find that in the NFL very often. You don't find that in the world very often. So I do think that he has going to be a guy that's going to be here in 2024. I'm not saying he has to be a starter. Uh, Kansas City can absolutely go out and try to find multiple wide receivers, and I fully expect him to go at least get three wide receivers in the offseason, make him earn what it, what he's going to pay, what he's going to play. But both those are made, both those interceptions were caused by him not looking the ball into his hands. That is something that you can try to get him past and try to coach out of him. If you can get that, he catches those balls. It's a completely different scenario. Yeah, it's an A-B proposition. Baby steps, first step, second step. And Andy Reid, as much as he's gone to bat for the talent that Kadarius Tony has, and as much as the players are going to bat for the talent that Kadarius Tony has, Travis Kelsey walking him off the field last night, this is, this is not a player they're going to give up on. And there's only one way around 
the performance issues that you have for a player that you're not going to give up on. And that is, you got to feed him. And so I expect that they will. I don't know that it's going to be a concerted effort like it's definitely been with Rasheed Rice. But I do think it's going to be more of uh, the slant that we saw, which I, I do think is something that he should do well. Uh, maybe it's a little bit less read-oriented. Maybe No option routes. I don't think it was an option route that happened on the interception yesterday. I, I want to no, clarify I that. That's not what I'm trying to say. But <clears throat> Patrick does rely less on these guys to understand where pressure is coming from and understand yeah. where the leverage is on the DBs. And I think some of that just needs to be removed from the, the, the plate. And just attack and use his athleticism and take take care of that. I do think they will make an effort to get him going. Well, and use him out of the backfield like he did. I, that was one of the things that got kind of frustrating to me is I think I saw him in the backfield a couple of times, but he never got a carry. And in a game where you don't have Pacheco, why aren't you giving him some carries? Uh, I thought he ran the ball well, especially even going in between the tackles. And say what you want about Tony. Uh, he was getting, what, 12 snaps a couple of weeks ago? Probably, right. I think 12 was about his average. Uh, two games in a row now where he's over 25. Uh, that's not excessive. I think that that's probably where they're going to want him, uh, at least until you get into the playoffs. And, and he shows that he can be a difference maker because he can be a difference maker. His yeah. speed and his agility make him a difference maker and makes it and can make a defense play different against you. Uh, and they need a guy that can step in and do that. And I know that a lot of people are talking about Justin Ross, but there's a reason Justin Ross only has, what, eight targets this year? Yep. Uh, I mean, that's the reality. Yeah, he's now back on the roster. Okay, so how many how many snaps is he going to get? That's going to be the real question. And, and don't look now, but Rasheed Rice played 60 snaps yesterday, um, yeah. all but five. Uh, that the offensive line played, which was, you know, all of them. Um, it's Justin Watson that played the second most snaps yesterday at 44. And then it was Kadarius Tony. So it, it's not going anywhere. And I don't think, despite um, the the results of his lack of concentration, that that's going to change. MBS came in with 22. Uh, so you can see he wasn't far behind. But uh, where to go? I just had it a second ago. Richie James, two snaps. This is the other thing that I've been talking about the last couple of weeks yep. is they have to get James sprinkled in more. Andy Reid addressed that today and said two snaps is not enough for him. He's a good football player. I didn't do my job getting his packages in the game well enough. So I do expect that we are going to finally start to see that surge that we've been talking about for Richie James. Yeah, and they absolutely need to. I think that they need to get him more involved in the in the offense. They need to get him in and see what he's comfortable with because he could be an option. Uh, what, two snaps yesterday – and one of them was a 17-yard reception. Um, you can't put yourself in that situation where he's not out on the field. I, when you, especially when you're struggling to get guys that are going to contribute. Uh, you know, MBS had one catch I think yesterday. Uh, you know, and so you're looking at and Justin Watt. Sorry, not Justin Ross. Justin Watson had one catch I believe, and another drop from what I remember as well. So, uh, you know, there are different things that you have at the wide receiver position and Richie James is a guy, especially with Sky Moore out that should be getting some more playing time. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, and just, just for the sake of clarity, I know everybody's looking for an answer, looking for something to come around. Uh, I, I don't know that it's going to be Justin Ross. And if it is, it's going to be peppered in by PFF stats. Uh, he's got six targets on the season. Uh, he made three receptions and he had two drops. 
So uh, that's that's running a healthy uh, what twenty eight percent or whatever that is. Um, but that's pretty up there. Hopefully, the time off has allowed him to regroup because what we did see from Justin Ross early in the season that his athletic ability, his leaping ability, and his contested catch ability are worth exploring. And same situation as I just said about. Uh, Kadarius Tony. The only way to get through some of that is to continue to make attempts and give him reps. That's true. The one thing I will say about Ross, what you said, six targets, I think. Yeah, according to PFF, anyway. Yeah. Okay. So six targets on sixty snaps as a, as a wide receiver. So he's getting he's getting targeted about ten percent of the time he's on the field. So not high production. Uh, obviously, the two drops are, are something there as well. And Kansas City has a drop problem. They need to get that figured out as well. Yeah. Uh, I do think that that's going to be a focus going into the offseason when you start looking at the turnover on this roster. I do think that some of these guys that have they've been having issues with are going to be gone. And it's I, I, I'm sure MBS probably won't be back, especially at that number. I'm not so sure Justin Watson will be back. And you know, then you look at Richie James, he's not technically going to be on the roster anyway because he's a free agent. So what you have next year is Justin Ross, Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, uh, Rasheed Rice. Those are your guys next for next year. Now there could be some other changes, uh, and maybe one or two of those guys aren't back, but that's what you have, and you need to see what you have so you know what you need to get in the offseason, and that could be a huge key for Kansas City. I agree. Uh, the return of McCole Hartman. Uh, people are going to say that it's it's not anything to, to put your your hopes on, and I do agree with that. But there's so many of these guys that we're saying the same things about that they need they need opportunities to work through some of this. I would hope uh, McColl made a big splash, and then McColl had a problem, right? I, I do think that he's probably more likely to be able to jump back in quicker than say Justin Ross, and hopefully can limit the negatives if he does that then you have another option, and importantly, one that can then stretch the field as well. So I, I do look forward to that. Well, the one thing on Hardman, though, is he has to be able to come in and work in the framework of the offense. I mean, obviously, they can give him some different things, and that makes a lot of sense. But part of the problem they had early in the season, I still think it's something that they're struggling with right now, is they've got too many guys they are trying to rotate through. And so that's part of the problem is why James hasn't seen the snaps he should be seen is because you're trying to rotate too many guys through. That's another reason why Ross is a question when you come into this and how many snaps he's going to get. So, uh, and to be clear, because people are saying I depress them about, uh, you know, the wide receivers, I'm guessing they're <laughs> going to make some big moves at that position this off season. But the reality is, is you have to play with the guys you have right now. That's the only thing you can do. You got to try to get them as uh, better, the best you can, but, that's who you have right now. There's nobody that's out there on the free agent market that you can bring in and that's going to step in and, and give you something. I don't think. Right. I, I agree with you. Um, and I, I don't think you're depressing us. The truth hurts sometimes. And I think that's about it, but um, thank you for everyone uh, uh, here who has been brought up some, some good points in the chat and folks, if you want to join our chat, uh, we always have that during the live sessions. Uh, so when we are live, we try to do that a couple of times a week at the very least so that you can be in the conversation, at least in the chat, if not with us. So we appreciate your guys' input. And uh, Callie Cash uh, giving me an update that uh, I was not happy to hear about. And I don't know if that's standard, but is Joe's just not open on Sunday and Monday? Uh, is this just news to me? No, I don't believe they're open on Sunday. I don't know about Monday, but. Well, okay. Well, I will figure that out next week when I'm home. So what can we look forward to? We're going to talk with Matt Derrick tomorrow about 
everything that happened here, what Pacheco means, of course. And then how do they turn the page and make sure that they don't let their guard down against the Raiders? Uh, got to be up front and center because they got to continue to roll here. They got off the side with the back-to-back loss. Now they got to make sure that they they ramp it up. Well, and they got to keep themselves in playoff contention for a number one seed. Uh, yep. You know, the one thing that you have to worry about or the one thing you have to do in this scenario is win out. You cannot lose another game if you want a chance. And thankfully, the Broncos lost, so you probably feel a little bit better about winning the AFC West. But still, you don't want to lose against the Raiders. You don't want to lose any of the rest of the games that they have. They should win them all. Uh, And you still do have a chance at the one seed. It may be smaller, but you have a chance. The Dolphins Dolphins play the Cowboys next week. That could be a loss for them. Uh, They also play the Ravens the week after that, and the Ravens play the 49ers next week. If those are three losses for those teams, you're back in the one seed and it's back to arrowhead. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that. We're going to break it all down with Matt and Derek from Chief Digest tomorrow, so make sure that you join us. Make sure you like, sub, and hit the bell there, folks. And if you missed any of the show because we were live, it will replay here on YouTube. But we're also going to send you directly to our newest venture, Locked On Sports Today. That is a 24-7 live feed of all of our shows. You will see some of us on there. You will see a ton of other shows that you want to get in on as well. So make sure that you stick around. And also, go hit the audio platforms as well, whether it's Apple or whether it's Spotify. You can get us there too. In case you miss any of that, you can re-listen there just on the audio side. So I hope that you guys are ready. If you want even more information, you can check out the text line at 816-357-8781 and check out Chiefs Corner and RGR Football. We appreciate you guys spending your time with us. And I know it's that time of year where it's more anticipation than it is breakdown, but we're getting there and they're going to pick up steam. And I think we're looking towards a finish to the season that's going to be better than what we've seen the last few weeks. So keep your heads up, stay positive, and we'll have more for you tomorrow. Appreciate you guys being with us. And we will talk to you then.